0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Greetings everyone, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1361. This time, Elaine Blickley offers some great tips on keeping mud under control on your horse property. But first, Roger from Greenflower Botanicals is joined by Dr. Wendy Ying for a chat about CBD oil and anxiety.
0: And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101.
2: Well, in our continuing series about CBD oil, we're going to talk about how we can use CBD oil to treat anxiety. That's such a huge problem in people and in our pets and horses. So Roger, how how can we use CBD oil to help us deal with our everyday stresses in life?
0: First of all, that's probably the number one uh, reason, uh, at least we see people purchasing CBD oil from um, our website and different outlets, is for relief of anxiety, whether it's a person or it's um, separation anxiety or storm anxiety in pets or arena anxiety in horses. And just the way CBD works uh, with the central nervous system and, and the brain, it just really is a very effective Uh, angiolytic uh, in the way that it works uh, with just literally no side effects. And and again, the other good thing about CBD, not only does it have this wonderful, really calming, stabilizing effect, but unlike some people, know CBD and marijuana are kind of tied in together. Um, But unlike that, there's absolutely no intoxicating effect. There's no sedative effect. So it's not making you groggy or sleepy. So you're fully alert. Uh, you're just really more balanced and just this sense of uh, control and so forth and so on. So, again, it's a, it's a wonderful product. Can't recommend it uh, highly enough when it comes to anxiety-related issues.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to treat anxiety um, and behavior issues, especially in our animals, without using something that sedates them so this is such a great uh, alternative so, so that they can keep their wits about them and still uh, reach their top athletic performance and keep their brilliance but can be more relaxed and be the horse they are at home when you're at the shows <laughs> they can be like the horse you know and you know they could
0: be mm-hmm. so yeah um, because yeah, you know it helps it. them learn oh, go ahead. that's the other thing it calms them down which then helps them learn and oh, uh, yeah. and perform
2: yeah, and when you're nervous, everybody knows you forget a lot of things, you know, like your memory doesn't work and you, you make some mistakes. So this is a great way to relax the, your, yourself if you get show nerves or your animals, and they can be at their peak performance. So, Roger, Absolutely. where can people find out more about uh, Greenflower Botanical products?
0: Sure, just go over to greenflowerbotanicals.com see all of our products there and also a lot of really great information to help you learn more about it and how to choose products and how to dose and everything like that. And as well, we have a special coupon for HRN listeners. If you use coupon code HRN, you'll save 20% off your first order with us. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil.
1: I am so glad... That I can welcome back to the show, Elaine Blickley. You might recognize that name because it is unique, but she has this really cool website called Horses for Clean Water, where she deals with all sorts of horse management issues and making our facilities both horse friendly and environmentally friendly. Welcome back, Elaine. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. You are always choco block full of really good ideas and great ways to implement them. And this time, since we are recording this episode, uh, about mid March, yesterday was the Ides of March or Saint Patrick's Day. Choose your cho- choose your holiday. Mud season mm-hmm. is about to hit or has already hit in most parts of the country. So I thought I'd get your thoughts on mud management for your for your horse folks, because it's more than just a pain in the neck to groom off, isn't it?
2: Yes,
3: that's true. It's uh, it's definitely a chore efficiency issue, but it's also a horse health issue because there's so many parasites and pathogens that can live and breed in mud and cause horse health issues for our horses and then can potentially impact our pocketbook as well. So it's, uh, and then environmentally and uh, the bottom line for me and for the agencies that I work with is that runoff from muddy paddocks or overgrazed pastures or Mismanaged manure piles, all of that can run off and get into surface water and cause environmental issues for animals and plants and insects that live along the surface water bodies like creeks, ponds, and wetlands. But it can also seep into our groundwater. And most of us who live in, uh, who have horses and live in rural areas, have our own wells. And so we need to really be vigilant about uh, how we take care of our wells and and our our own drinking water
1: yeah definitely and if you do have a well probably make it a good habit to have that well water tested at least once a year just to make sure something that you accidentally created or somebody else for that matter got in there mm-hmm. it's good to know about it
3: so mud season is not yeah, and i pond. yeah <laughs> i might interject if you don't mind um that that would be A great thing for your audience to learn about one time is maybe having somebody on who's an expert about uh, groundwater and then also septic systems, because those are two things that I see uh, abused and not taken care of on horse properties, and they can lead to huge financial as well as environmental as well as human health issues, so good point simple to take care of and big uh impact when you don't
1: Gotta mark that down get somebody in to talk about water yeah. quality on your farm note to self okay cool so as i said we're in march mud season's around the corner do you have any advice something that we can do right now right away to improve the Soil underfoot issues that are about to happen because rainy season starts tomorrow. What are some really easy, (laughs) short-term, quick things that we can do to get the ball rolling?
3: Well, there's like three top things for um, reducing mud on your horse property. And the first one is to have gutters and downspouts on all of your buildings and outbuildings. And it sounds really boring, but it actually is a pretty high impact because environmentally you're keeping clean rainwater away from your high traffic areas. That's like, you know, in front of your barn, in front of your stall doors, in your walkways, and <clears throat> in, in your paddocks. Um, and you're, you're keeping it clean and you're diverting it away to someplace where it can soak into the footprint of your property and recharge your aquifer. And, you know, in an area, just to give you an example <clears throat> of how much water comes off of a roof, um, in an area like the Midwest of the United States, it's probably going to be around 40 inches of rain a year maybe 35 to 42 or something like that. And if you had a two stall barn, um, so that's 24 by 12. I mean, if you have a two stall shed and it's 24 by 12, um, you're going to have about between 7,000 and 14,000 gallons of water that runs off that roof. Holy moly in a year. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah,
0: (laughs) I mean, we
3: live in the desert here, but, um, we have a big barn and we only get like seven to 10 inches of rain a year, but, uh, on our big barn, uh, or our big arena, you know, all of those things, it's hundreds of thousands of gallons that come off of of those areas in a year, no matter, almost no matter where you live. Cause like, you know, think of Arizona. So it's the desert, but then they get flash, you know, Still really hard rain. rains yeah. and yeah. flashy kind of conditions. Um, so yeah, so divert, so get a gutters and downspouts in and <clears throat> get a professional to put them in. It's, it's not usually that expensive. In some places, you can even get cost sharing from natural resource agencies for these kinds of practices, like uh, from your conservation districts. Yeah, um, and or, or even if you ha-
1: if you have downspouts or, or gutters, make sure they're cleaned out and that they function.
3: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a really important thing. And then make sure that they um, that they're not leaking, but that they're diverted to the right spot. Yeah, so don't you just want have to them cut, them stop them to at the to... bottom
1: and create a giant a giant hole on Lake. the corner of your building because yeah. you're not doing anybody any good there. Yeah.
3: yeah. So I see that a lot where they, they'll say, yeah, I have gutters and downspouts and either there's like plants growing in their gutters or the <laughs> downspout ends. Yeah. The downspout ends at the bottom of the, uh, or, you know, right next to the stall door. So you want to, I mean, it's a, it's just a huge thing. So you want to divert it to some place on your property, like um, an unused corner of the pasture, um, a dry, dry well if it's away from your building, um, a grassy ditch or swale. You could put it into a cistern, um, unvegetated part of your woods, or a rain garden if you live in like the Pacific Northwest. Rain gardens are are pretty cool things. I and, totally um, want a rain garden. I
1: so, I so want a rain garden. <laughs> That's a different yeah episode, let's though.
3: have another <laughs> yeah yeah have me back and i'll talk about that and i can give people lots of good um resources for rain gardens too yeah. i'm crazy so, about so number rain one gardens. on the list
1: is functioning gutters and downspouts that uh, mm-hmm. bring that water out into areas where it can be reabsorbed into the aquifer what's another one
3: yeah thanks so the next thing would be um it's another boring one, but it's manure management because if a horse produces about 50 pounds of manure a day, and that's, that's not my number. That's from the USDA. It's a pretty universal number that everybody uses 50 pounds of manure a day. If you don't pick it up, it's 50 pounds of mud a day. And Mm -hmm. it could be even more than that. If you know, if the manure is absorbing moisture, then it gets even heavier. So pick it up and uh, my favorite technique, of course, is composting, but at least pick it up and uh, stockpile it and maybe you can find another use for it um, off-site or you can compost it and reapply it to your pasture. So picking up the manure every day on a regular basis will reduce mud. It will also reduce parasite reinfestation and uh, and other um, Insect problems.
1: All the bad guys. And
3: then, yeah, and then the third big one is to use some kind of a footing material in your paddocks, in your confinement areas, and your high traffic areas. So this would be, there's a variety of materials. So the gravel or crushed rock products are really useful, I would say up to about, a half an inch in size, um, and bigger than that, it's, it it depends on what's available in your area. And some yeah, areas there's not a lot of. Regionally, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's some some areas like where we live in Idaho. There's not a lot of options, but in the more horsey areas, like I would say uh, in Florida or in back east and Pacific Northwest and California, those kinds of populated horsey areas, there's going to be a lot of choices. So you can get three-eighths or five-eighths. Um, those are really good, uh, common footing types. And there's lots of choices then. Um, you can get them either what's called clear or washed, and that means the whole product is sized three-eighths or 5 whatever you're ordering. Um, or you can get it with the fines. And that means that the biggest piece is going to be either 3 8 or five-eighths, whatever you're ordering. But it also has everything down to sand-sized particles. And so the difference between those two, whether it's not like one's better than the other, it just depends on what you want. If you want more drainage, and you're a flatter kind of piece of property, the washed products will probably be more useful. But if you have any kind of slope, you probably want it with the fines because that will help the material lock in place and not migrate so much.
1: Right. Yeah. It doesn't do any good um, to buy all that rock and
3: then have it wash away. Exactly. That's not what and want. if you have a slope, yeah, that's what's going to happen. There we go. Um, and you, so there's other footing materials. There's uh, coarse washed arena sand, which is a real traditional product. And horses love sand. They love to roll in it. Um, and, you know, it's good footing for, uh, for riding in. You just want to be careful, really, with any kind of footing that you have, not to feed in those areas. So you want to sweep your stalls or wherever you feed and make sure that they're not eating in any kind of sand or mud or soil particles um any of that uh can put them at risk for sand colic there we go
1: um
3: the other footing that some areas have available is chipped wood products i uh really don't recommend that anymore because in most parts of the country um the you know, you're what you're getting are chipped up landscaping uh, material, and there's so many kinds of trees and shrubs that can be toxic. Yeah, yeah. might be or some grain. bad stuff mixed in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I going. think it's good to use in your human areas like walkways uh, and paths to help cut down dust. So, like maybe you're, um, you know, if, if a barn has like a hacking trail or a riding oh, trail yeah, That's from, a
1: good
3: idea. or like we have a, a very short uh, little path that we ride to get to our outdoor and indoor arena and we have hog field on that but um and the hog feel is chipped wood that's another name for it um one thing i want to also mention about using chipped wood is that you be careful using it if you live in a fire prone area because it's not Recommended in those kind of areas, which I know Florida even can be pretty fire prone. Yes, the particularly in wood, the winter. Yeah, chipped wood is—it's going to be like kindling would yeah. be for starting a fire.
1: So that's that's a a third thing. Now, uh-huh. <clears throat> we could go on and on and on and on, but I think that's going to get the oh, big yeah, totally. big overview of three quick things that you can check on, improve, or start. Right away, now that mud season is here for your facility. So, for folks who want to learn more about what you do, get some help from you specifically, take advantage of the incredible knowledge base that you have. Where can they appropriately stalk you online?
3: Yeah, they can go to Horses for Clean Water to my website. Um, I'm also on Facebook and and other social media. Um, Horses for Clean Water or Elaine Blickley, and both are. Um, I encourage that people to sign up on on social media on both, and we have online classes, which might be a good thing to add now if people are uh, have a little bit more time. If you're stuck at, at home,
1: haha! <laughs> there we go. Yes,
3: yeah, check out our online classes because they're really good, and it gives you some horsey thing to do and learn about while you are, uh, you know, sheltering at home. <laughs> cool. And stay tuned yeah. to
1: this space soon because we are gonna have Elaine back on to talk about uh the garden thing because I love the idea of those and you have some great ideas.
3: Go Here's ahead. three things uh in that class that we could talk about. We could talk about rain gardens, pollinator hedgerows and owl boxes and how barn owl boxes and how they can both benefit, all three benefit horse properties.
1: Oh, right. Look at all the tips. You're going to go on and on. So yeah. again, it's horses. That's horses, plural, for com is an easy way to find uh, Elaine. She's got a great website. She's also on social media. Stop by again today. And thanks for stopping by, Elaine.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, that about wraps it up for today. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. If you're looking for this particular one, remember, it was episode 1361. Make sure to have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And thank you once again to Greenflower Botanicals for supporting today's episode. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the horse tip daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.